The Koffler Gallery is proud to present the world premiere of a heart-wrenching and fascinating exhibition, The Synagogue at Babinyar, Turning the Nightmares of Evil into a Shared Dream of Good. Opening on the eve of Yom HaShoah, April 17th, and running until November, the multidisciplinary exhibition tells the bittersweet story of the Babinyar Synagogue, which stands on the grounds of the first large-scale massacre of the Holocaust in 1941. Experience the full historical, political, artistic, and spiritual context of this incredible monument for the first time. The exhibition is free of charge. To learn more, visit KofflerArts.org. The Jewish world prepares to mark Yom HaShoah tonight, the annual Memorial Day for the six million Jews murdered in the Holocaust. And it's also the 80th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising a little later in the week. It began April 19, 1943. It was one of the largest instances of armed resistance by Jews against the Nazis during the Second World War. Now, 80 years later, there's a new kind of resistance underway. It's about fighting for the memory of the Holocaust and how the Holocaust is portrayed on Wikipedia. Since 2018, the Polish government's made it illegal for anyone to publish anything that blames the wartime Poles for their role in perpetrating the Holocaust. Only the Germans are responsible, they insist, because Poland was a victim of the Nazis, not a collaborator. Not so, says Jan Grabowski. He's a Canadian professor at the University of Ottawa. He's the son of a Polish Holocaust survivor and historian, and he's been fighting against this new Polish government policy. He's even been sued himself for writing award-winning books about how Poles hunted down up to 200,000 Jews who were in hiding and even carried out pogroms and murdered Jews themselves, not to mention how Poland's so-called blue police turned Jews in. Grabowski's latest campaign is about how Wikipedia is publishing a distorted view of the Holocaust in Poland. Wikipedia, of course, is the massively popular free online encyclopedia. It's the seventh most consulted website in the world, and Grabowski and a colleague have just published a scholarly paper that shows the hidden efforts by a small group of Polish nationalists, including some in Canada, who act as online editors of Wikipedia. They go by aliases, and he says they literally devote thousands of hours to revising Wikipedia's pages about the Holocaust in Poland to come up with what he calls a whitewashed version of history. And his fight has become so toxic with these people, Grabowski's even received death threats. He had to go to the Ottawa police just before Passover to ask for more protection. Oh, yeah. I mean, in Poland, I, I have this, uh, I would say, privilege of being the, described by the fascists as uh, the enemy of the nation. And uh, it's an honor badge that I, that I am willing to wear with pride. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, April the 17th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. The Wikipedia controversy is unusual because usually editors flag problems to Wikipedia's so-called Supreme Court. It's called the Arbitration Committee, and they deal with it themselves. But Grabowski's research has triggered so much distress that Wikipedia has opened a special investigation into who's been relentlessly editing all these pages and whether they should be banned. And that decision is due out May 11th. Grabowski's study says Wikipedia blames the Jews for their own fate because they were communists. 
And he also takes issue with some contention that tons of Poles saved Jews and got killed for doing this. Grabowski and even Israeli officials say the Polish government shouldn't sanitize what their people did to the Jews and especially shouldn't be giving Poles equal victim status. Professor Grabowski joins me now from Ottawa to explain why his latest Wikipedia fight is so important. Hello, good morning. Hello, and it's good to meet you. The reason that we're speaking now out is about the latest scholarly article that you and a colleague published regarding the battle on Wikipedia for the soul of Holocaust education when it comes to Poland. What happened when it was published? How did people find out about it and it went viral pretty much? Um, we advocated strongly in order to have it um, made open access, which means that you have to uh, offer a significant amount of money to the platform which carries these uh, articles. Uh, and actually, um, the, the Journal of Holocaust Research, understanding that this article about, let's say, lies on Wikipedia, is that was addressed to a broader audience than normally an academic article would be offered generously to uh, to pay uh, this uh, sizable um, amount of money to have it made make make it accessible to everybody. And uh, then it, of course, doesn't mean that article will uh, be immediately read. But in this case, I think it struck a nerve uh, since it deals with falsification and uh, distortion of the history of the Holocaust which is a topic that touches, you know, many people, uh, and on Wikipedia, which touches even more. As a former teacher myself, we always taught our students, if you want to get a quick study on something, you can certainly look at Wikipedia, but it's always been, uh, you know, people say that it's not a credible source, it's dangerous, it can be changed, people can change it. I did not realize until I read your article that there is actually a mindful purposeful battle for what is the truth when it comes to Polish and Jewish Holocaust stories. How widespread does this happen? I, I never paid much attention to Wikipedia, assuming like you did, that most of it has to be of fine because it's some kind of a self self-limiting and self-controlling climate of people, good people trying to do good things, volunteers basically adding their bits of wisdom and controlling other people who are perhaps not as wise as they think they are. And, and I became aware of the problem when my students <laughs> reported to me uh, that, uh, you know, certain things that either they hear in my classroom or they read in our textbook uh, are completely incompatible with what they read on Wikipedia. Uh, and then they told me that there are very strange things written about me. I didn't even know that I had an entry on Wikipedia a few years back. So I started, you know, started to look at it. And the further, the more I looked, the more uh, I would say upset I became. Because there was a pattern of distortion, you know, a Holocaust denial, which we used to be so preoccupied with, is no longer a potent force. Um, because you have very few people who actually deny the factuality of the Holocaust anymore. You have very, very simple-minded or very devious, but people without influence. Now, if you look at Holocaust distortion, which is basically people who distort Holocaust, they, they do not deny it, okay? They say, look, it happened. Most unfortunate thing had happened, but our people had nothing to do with it. And this is, this is a way more dangerous than any kind of denial, because what they say is, 
partially true, partially true. Now, for instance, not everybody in France, let's say, or in Poland, or in Ukraine, or in Russia, uh, was collaborating with the Germans. However, some people did, and some people murdered the Jews for their own purposes. So distortion is way more dangerous for, because it is partially based on truth. We recognized, you know, Jews were unfortunate, but our people had nothing to do with it. And second, perhaps the most dangerous, what, we, what I found out, is that state in this in my case that i study polish state is pouring massive resources in order to distort the holocaust to transform it into some kind of a fairy tale good for local polish consumption uh, so to to bring to get the long story much shorter um what you what you see is that there is a trend on wikipedia and uh, that in certain problematic areas uh, Wikipedia is open to manipulation. That's very difficult, very difficult to undo, uh, which we explain in our article in detail how it's done. Um, but it's, of course, it's not the only topic. I mean, you know, it is. I was uh, I was told that there are three areas in Wikipedia which uh, have been flagged by Wikipedians or the editors, the insiders, right? Uh, three areas which are the most uh, problematic in terms of uh, supervision, uh, which in other words are limited. If you want to change something in these three areas, you have to have a very high, let's say, level of um, uh, seniority among the Wikipedia editors. So one is, uh, as you can easily guess, uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The other one is uh, the Indo-Pakistani conflict. And the third one is Polish-Jewish relations during the Holocaust. Go figure. Uh, so these are the three areas on, on global English Wikipedia, which have been flagged. But there is a lot more. Imagine that after our article has been published, I and Shira Klein received queries, for instance, from people um, fighting um, lies about uh, climate uh, change. What's interesting to me is that most of it is done on English language Wikipedia. Would you know how they do it in the Polish language or in other languages when it's specifically on this topic? It's actually interesting because the uh, in uh, in an uh, let's say in I checked of course double triple check the Polish uh, version the Polish Wikipedia and the thing is that in Polish Wikipedia is actually much less biased, much more uh, much more I would say. A truthful, not to say that this is ideal, but it's better than the English one. The reason is very simple. The editors, Wikipedia editors, we call them distortionist group, and they are basically using here to their advantage the fact that they know Polish, which is an insular language not known by many, and majority, vast majority of Wikipedia editors cannot, do not know Polish. So they can, the, the way they work, their, their falsification is in part, is they use obscure sources in Polish, which they make uh, credible. They are not credible, but uh, let's say goodwill, uh, editors of goodwill who lack linguistic skills are, le are left simply um, um, helplessly outgunned. Uh, so in so so English and, and English Wikipedia is of course way more important than any national other Wikipedia because it's a it has a global a global reach of course. It's almost like whack-a-mole. If you spend two minutes trying to fix something, then they're going to pop right back and come back at you. You've signaled that it's a tiring, exhausting, 
unwinnable battle because they will not stop. Now, the small group, imagine a small group of 10 people or so, not more, the probably devoted Polish nationalists, although I don't, I cannot say it, I don't know them personally, of course. Um, but the thing is that this small group of people uh, with seniority in Wikipedia they are able to gang up on honest, let's say, editors, outgun them, outmatch them, um, remove their edits, and uh, basically destroy the credible uh, evidence or basically sell uh, a product, which is information that they find to their liking. It's, it's very depressing, extraordinary, I would say, um, dangerous in the long run, because these articles that we looked at, which are not always at the top of, you know, uh, Wikipedia's agenda, they are being read by tens of thousands of people per month, okay? So imagine what is the uh, yearly uh, level of distortion. Some of these articles are going up to 200,000 views per month. And uh, so if you are able to distort, they are going after not only facts, let's say interpretations and issues, but also after individuals, honest historians who are, uh, who are then discredited in a way. So we describe all of this in this article. A reconciliation or um, truth and reconciliation. Poland hasn't done that truth and reconciliation uh, that some countries have. Can you speak to that? Well, the thing is that uh, Poland as a Polish society largely lives in a state of denial uh, in terms of uh, denial of factual history. Um, and last um, last uh, practically 80 years, uh, 70 few years since World War II, despite various changes of uh, regimes, uh, there was communism, uh, there was democracy, there is now authoritarian regime. Um, uh, as far as so-called Jewish question was concerned, uh, for a variety of sometimes very opposing reasons, uh, all these governments uh, shared one thing, which was so-called the defense of the good name of the Polish nation, regardless of, uh, let's say, foundations of that defense. Um, uh, so uh, my profound trust is that you, the best way to defend the good name of your nation is to admit to what has happened and deal with it. Uh, and unfortunately, um, despite certain um, signs of, let's say, improvement in the early 23rd century, uh, the situation is going nowadays from bad to really worse. There, you mentioned earlier that there's like a cabal of 10 of these people. They're all in touch. But I know some of them are in Canada. Can you share it with us? It's not just Polish people that are doing it, right? Some, one is in Korea even. Yeah, one, but they are Polish expatriates, and that's what I said. What I what I suspected all along. Now, these people normally on Wikipedia editors normally are hiding their uh, identity behind code words and pseudonyms. Now, in this case, uh, one of them actually uh, openly uh, came out of the closet. So we know he is a professor of sociology um, at, a, at a, I don't know exactly, some kind of a small university in South Korea. Uh, but another one accidentally admitted in some kind of a chat room um, uh, his identity. He's a professor of economics in a small college somewhere in Arkansas, I believe. And uh, there are uh, one or two more are actually in Toronto, um, uh, also Polish expatriates. There is some kind of a painter. I forgot his name at this stage, but uh, not by accident is that uh, already back in 
about 14 years ago, I have been banned. I banned from cultural Polish Canadian cultural institutions. I got a nice letter. I have it on my wall even. Uh, so, you know, I'm not surprised that this kind of sentiment is uh, pervasive on on the on Canadian Canadian uh, Polish Congress Toronto branch website. You can find most uh, most unsettling anti-Semitic writings. Uh, so uh, these things these things unfortunately um, uh, are part of uh, part of our reality here. Uh, there is this wave of nationalism in Europe nowadays, which feeds uh, or fuels rather um, uh, certain people and organizations here, uh, and it is becoming more and more. Uh, conspicuous and more and more, uh, I would say, dangerous, uh, because the significant resources are being poured um, uh, into um, maintaining these attitudes or expanding these attitudes. Canada has laws against hate speech, laws against, now it has a law against denying or downplaying the Holocaust. Can any of these laws be used to stop this? I really don't know. I mean, this is something that I hopefully would not like to know too much about, which is legal processes, right? Uh, I'm a historian, and I would prefer to keep it this way. An alternative is actually possible, because if Wikipedia fails to do the right thing, which is entirely probable, uh, if they fail to contain uh, the evil or, or, let's say, the wrongdoings which have been pointed out to them, and um, then there is, a, uh, in the case of Holocaust, there is an alternative, which uh, I might be uh, advocating perhaps one day, not now. <clears throat> and it is uh, an idea which actually came out from, um, from Israel, which is we have in the world two or three hundred of centers of Holocaust studies, education, museums, you name them. Now, this, this is entirely possible to convene a consortium of sorts of these institutions of educational nature or research nature and create already on the basis of existing encyclopedias of the Holocaust and an integrated encyclopedia of the Holocaust with all possible um, vetted by experts entries. And then to go to the major browsing, browsing machines such as Google or, you know, whatever their names are, uh, and sign a pact with them that Holocaust, before you see an entry regarding the Holocaust on Wikipedia, you actually will see an entry that is uh, that is credible and vetted by experts. So this is this can be, but of course nobody wants to go to war with Wikipedia because if we can if we can persuade them to 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 change the way they do these things, that might be, or simply you know to to somehow um, to somehow. Um, restore sanity to this issue. And that will be to everyone's benefit. You've had personal consequences as well. You said earlier that they're trying to discredit you on the web, but it's gone, it's gone beyond that. Can you describe the latest personal right. safety issues you're facing? I mean, in the beginning, you know, I was uh, since publication of my uh, before before last book in Poland, which has been published just right now in uh, in states uh, night without end. Uh, I became object uh, more than anyone else, I would say. There are many, many of oh, several authors of the book. I was editor um, and author. Uh, I became this. Uh, 
target of a very intense campaign of hate in Polish media, including the Polish state-run media, TV, radio, with my face being plastered in evening news as the, you know, the falsifier of history. Um, and so we translated, in, translated into uh, less organized campaigns of hate, the latest one of which is uh, a death threat, which I received uh, just two days ago um, uh, on the way of email uh, written in Polish. Uh, which threatened uh, me from, that they would find that they read my article on Wikipedia and that there are hundreds of them and they will find my house in Ottawa and my body will be dumped on a, in a ditch at the roadside in a bag. Uh, and then they threatened also Professor Shira Klein. Uh, so it is, uh, it is a campaign of hate that I directly blame at the Polish government and its authorities in campaigns of hate, which they initiated. They gave a license that people now of this kind, of that ilk, feel emboldened, empowered um, by the actions of the Polish government and supported by the Polish government uh, all, all through the last few years. So so the last the last thing is simply I reported to the police and I will be relentless because if we if we decide that we let these things slide, it only opens gay floodgates. What, what uh, advice do you have for young people, for students who maybe not even Jewish, who are trying to find, quote, credible information about this topic, should they avoid Wikipedia altogether? Well, you know, Wikipedia at this stage in the area of Jewish-Polish history uh, perpetuates, uh, we, we show it, uh, vile anti-Semitic stereotypes about Jewish complicity with the communists, about Jewish greed, um, uh, victim blaming, blaming Jews as agents of the Gestapo, you know, awful things, really. Um, uh, so uh, I, I said to my students that I cannot prevent them from using Wikipedia, we have to be realists. They will use it whether you ask them to do it or not, right? However, I simply plead with them to uh, to um, uh, second guess what they read and to go to websites such as USHMM, such as Yad Vashem, such as, uh, in the case I'm teaching also in French, uh, Memorial de la Shoah in Paris. There are very many credible sources of information which can provide them with more reliable information because if the if Wikipedia will be the point of departure and the point of arrival, then that's not acceptable. In a, in a current state of affairs, it is deeply hurtful, harming, and to be avoided. Wikipedia has some uh, explaining to do. I mean, this is uh, this is what will happen is and is beyond my uh, let's say pay grade. So I don't know. I I just hope for the best that. Uh, I I feel already vindicated because you know this this text uh, took up uh, over two years of our work. I mean, on and off, not constantly, but uh, we have been doing with Professor Klein. We have been working on this for over two years, so it's uh, very gratifying to see that at least this text uh, resonated. I should tell you that because of Poland's efforts to change the narrative on its Holocaust history, diplomatic relations between Israel and Poland have been estranged for years. And in fact, opposition leader Yair Lapid called Poland's Holocaust revisionism anti-Semitic. Israeli school kids have not been permitted to go to Poland on Holocaust trips for a while because of all of this. But after some high-level meetings last month, these will now resume. But Poland wants kids to also visit museums and sites where Polish people died, not just Jews. It's not clear if Israel will comply. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Rosalie and Sam Chaim of Thornhill. 
And we'll end the show with a bit of what it sounded like as the first in-person March of the Living trips in three years left from Toronto for Poland on the weekend. They've been cancelled since the pandemic started, but now 150 high school students and adults, including seven Holocaust survivors, are there to participate in the silent three-kilometer march from Auschwitz to Birkenau on Tuesday. You'll be able to watch this march live. It starts at 8 o'clock Eastern time in the morning on Tuesday, and we put the link in our show notes. And here's what it sounded like just before the delegation boarded the plane from Toronto. to Whitney Carp, the organizer for The Sound. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. We'll be back tomorrow.